Hey everyone, and thank you for joining me on Stories with the Professor. Now I'm going to pull one out of the archives here. Uh, back in the early 80s, back when I used to do something that my parents didn't really approve of, but they didn't know about. Until one day, my baseball coach ratted me out. Let's talk about it. So if you listen to any of my podcasts, several times I will mention in there that I've had several head traumas, uh, concussions, been knocked completely out three times, first grade, twice in high school. Uh, first grade, I tried to jump through a concrete culvert uh, over a boy's arm and it didn't work out. Uh, the next two times it was during baseball and I woke up in the hospital in Little Rock with my granny running down the hallway trying to get to me pretty much erased all of my childhood memories. I, I just can't remember anything. Um, my short-term memory is really bad. Struggled in high school. Did really well in um, in my master's level because there wasn't any tests. It was all papers. So I was really good at learning to write papers and do things like that. But you talk about studying for a test and having to recall things, that's not something I'm very good at. So a lot of these stories that I'm telling you about from my early years i have a hard time remembering and and this is why i want to record them when i do remember them because i want to be able to go back and say hey that's right i remember that and so i remember in high school i became good friends um, with a guy named Derek deaton uh, super cool guy rodeo guy wore boots wranglers every day button-up shirts cowboy hats at school dipped a lot of snuff um, but, you know, our school had a career center where the guys that really didn't want to become white-collar people in the world would hang out. And they had welding, construction, auto body, different things like that. He was in welding a lot. I was in auto body. And we just, I don't remember even how we met, but we became friends. We were in the same grade. And we started hanging out together. And he had this big, gigantic buckle. And I wanted a buckle. You know, you can you could go anywhere and buy a buckle, JR's Hobby Horse or somewhere like that, but I wanted to earn a buckle. I wanted one that said Arkansas High School Rodeo Station, blah blah blah. And people would look at me and say, Hey, there's a cowboy right there. So, you know, I got into this cowboy mode and my parents, you know, didn't like it. They didn't like the way I dressed, they didn't like the the ropers and the wrangler jeans and the t-shirt with the button-up shirt that was open all the way down covering it up and i just looked like a redneck i mean i just entered redneck world uh every friday night driving down to the r and r playing some pool you know going out on the drag doing different things now i continued to play sports uh, baseball i was always playing baseball but being a redneck was one of the cool things and that's just pretty much what I wanted to do but I wanted to ride bulls and so I had a job I worked <laughs> I worked as a sacker at the Piggly Wiggly uh, it was a uh, you know it wasn't a great job there wasn't a ton of jobs back then like there is now there's jobs everywhere but there wasn't really a whole lot of jobs available so I applied down to Piggly Wiggly and a friend of my dad's was the manager of the store and he gave me a job so I had a truck had a little money coming in and um, I found out where, through Derek, where I could get a bull rope, left-handed bull rope, AR-specific. 
and I found uh, where I could buy me a used set of chaps that you know weren't new but they were nice turquoise real nice looking and I had a bag and I bought just about everything I needed and another buddy of mine that was in my grade Sean Sheestel had a bucking barrel he rode had a bucking barrel it was a 55 gallon drum that they had tied to ropes and you'd get on that thing and somebody at the front would pull somebody at the back would pull and that thing would send you straight up in the air and it was practice i even had this board a two by four board that i took an old pair of tennis shoes and i put one tennis shoe going straight out to the right and one tennis shoe going straight out to the left and every time i sat around and watched tv i would put my feet in them tennis shoes to try to turn my feet outwards so that I could spur a bull better. I mean, I had all the practice levels down. I had every bit of it. And, you know, Sean, Derek, they pointed me northeast towards Mount Vernon. There was this little place up Arkansas, a little old bitty town called Mount Vernon. They put a rodeo on every Friday night. So I decided I'm going to go. I'm going to go. So took some buddies up there, and uh, you know, and I was all nervous and stuff. And I got on, uh, you know, you have to put your name in, you have to pay the thirty-five dollar entry fee or whatever, and then you draw. And I drew this one bull. I can't remember what his name was. And it was just a bony sucker. It didn't really have any horns, so I, I like that, you know. But uh, they strapped me on that thing, and I had no idea what was going to happen. And there I was, they opened the chute, and next thing I know, I'm picking dirt out of my teeth. I mean, I went down so hard, so fast, I didn't know what hit me. This wasn't like a motorcycle ride or bicycle ride or riding the lawnmower and cutting the grass like I was having to do every week at home. This was a moving animal. It bent at the back and at the front, and I really didn't know how to deal with this. But, you know, the dirt was soft, and I landed easy. And uh, I thought, I think I'm going to do this again. You know, 35 bucks, I can do this. I came back the next week and drew this bull upside down three. It was old Brammer bull, white, with a big old hump on its back. I got on that thing, they strapped me to that thing, and it laid down in the chute. I mean, laid down. It's like, I ain't working today. I don't care who you are thinking about getting on me. I mean, that thing was nuts. So I had to get back off of it. And then they stood it back up, and I got back on it. And I rode that thing for about seven seconds. I was getting better. Went back, did some more practicing, kept my feet going in that board, turning my feet out. Came back the next week, got on another little Hereford bull. And I mean, this was my kind of bull. Fat and slow. Fat and slow. <laughs> I rode that thing eight seconds. Rode it eight seconds, took home a paycheck, $45. I was so excited. I ain't getting no buckle. They don't get no buckles up there. This was money rodeo. You had to get an Arkansas high school rodeo to get a buckle. So, you know, I said, oh, this is pretty cool. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna to keep doing this. I'm getting better. But you know, on Saturday morning, I'd wake up and, oh my gosh, my back would hurt. And, you know, I have to tell you, at this point, my parents had no idea this was going on. No idea. 
my mom didn't know where I was on Friday nights. All they knew that I was going out with my buddies and coming back before midnight. And that was the rules, you know. I, you know, well, there was no cell phone, so once you left the house, there was no keeping up with you. And so it was just one of those things where I said, you know, I think I think the consequences are are maybe worth what this fun is. So my mom would come in there on Saturday morning. She'd rub my back, rub my back, or rub my back. I say, oh, mom, it hurts so bad. I'm so sore. And she didn't know what it was. They thought something was wrong with me. You know, I was having growing pains or something like that, you know. And I'd I'd go to pitch at one of the baseball games, and my fingertips would go numb. And I'd call Coach Luters out there and say, man, I can't feel my fingers. And um, he he would just look at him and say, I really don't know what's going on. And next Friday night, I'd go back up there and I'd ride again. And I'd get up the next morning, my back would be hurting my mom coming there rubbing my back. And next thing I know, I'm pitching. I can't feel my fingers. And I was having all kinds of problems. They they sent me to doctors and all this stuff. Well, then I started dating the baseball coach's daughter. I mean, cousin. Uh, yeah, I think she was his cousin. He was her uncle. And anyway, she started going to the rodeos with me. Well, next thing I know, they're having family dinner, and she talks about me going up there and riding bulls. And soon after that, my dad gets a call. Hey, you know what your son's been doing? He's been going up Mount Vernon on Friday night riding bulls. And dad said, oh, really? Well, it's kind of funny that it all seems to make sense now that my wife's having to get up and rub his back on Saturday morning because he's so sore he can't hardly move. And then he goes out pitching and his fingers go numb, strapped. After being strapped in that bull rope on Friday night. Hmm. Well, next thing I know, I'm getting the hammer laid down. My mom was so stinking mad. She said, don't you ever, and I mean don't you ever, tell me that you're sore and let me rub your back. And my dad said, I want to know where you go every Friday night. But you know what? They were such good parents that I didn't have to quit. I kept doing it, kept doing it all through uh, high school, graduated, went to Central Baptist College, a little small college here in Conway, moved into the dorm, and some of the guys found out that I rode bulls, and they said, man, I've always wanted to ride a bull. I always wanted to be able to tell people I've ridden a bull, and I said, well, hey, you know, I know this place up Mount Vernon. Every Wednesday night, you go up there, you pay $10, you can practice, whether you've practicing to be good or whether you practicing just to say you've been on a bull they don't care as long as they get your money they'll load a bull up for you all they gotta have is the stuff and i've got the stuff so why don't we go so about 10 of my buddies i think maybe 12 of them we all loaded up one wednesday night went up to mount vernon and i stayed up there all night strapping them boys on with my bull rope my glove you know, some of them didn't even have boots or a hat, and they just looked so funny, and not, not a one of them made it eight seconds. One of them made it six, but not a one of them made it eight seconds. But, boy, you know what? We had the time of our lives, and I wish we had that VHS tape to show it because it was so funny. I loved every minute of it. But then, you know, a couple years later, ended up getting married, having a baby, and I thought I might need to be a little more responsible provide for my family so i hung it up 
sold my chaps, sold my rope, and I was done. But it was fun while it lasted. Now, I just want to tell my mom and dad, <laughs> I'm sorry. But I ain't no way I could have told you because you would have never let me do it. And if you hadn't let me, do, if I hadn't done it, I wouldn't be sitting here telling this good story. Hope everybody has a wonderful week. Thank you for joining me. We'll see you next week on Stories with the Professor.